All right, sorry about that. <laughs> Good morning. And a Merry Christmas to you all. Uh, we're we're uh, continuing our you know, 12-day season of Christmas this morning right, with the first Sunday of Christmas, and uh, very good to see you. We are so excited to be uh, baptizing today Addison Bear, and this will be celebrating with uh, her parents, Lindsay and Joey, and uh, their whole family who's here this morning. So, so uh, thank you for being here, and we're excited to welcome her to the family. So look forward to that. I invite you to take a look at any announcements that are printed in your bulletin. Um, are there any that we should make verbally this morning that people are thinking of? Yeah. If not, we'll uh, begin our service with our prelude music and center ourselves for worship.
Please stand as you are able and face the baptismal font. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, who sends the word with angels, who has made flesh among all peoples, and who breathes peace on all the earth. Amen. In Christ we are bold to name our sin and cry out for peace. Holy God, we confess our sin before you. We replace compassion with competition. We seek what is mighty while ignoring the meek. We are quick to anger, but slow to forgive. We have not put on love in harmony with you. Wrap us in the grace of your powerful word. Swaddle our hearts with your peace that all we do in word or deed may reflect your love born among us. Amen. I bring you good news of great joy for all people. God has come among us in the child born of Mary, Christ the Lord. In Christ, your sins are forgiven and you are clothed in peace. Amen.
The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. Shine into our hearts the light of your wisdom, O God, and open our minds to the knowledge of your word, that in all things we may think and act according to your good will, and may live continually in the light of your Son, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. The first reading is from 1 Samuel, the second chapter. Samuel was ministering before the Lord, a a boy wearing a linen ephod. His mother used to make for him a little robe and take it to him each year. When she went up with her husband to offer the yearly sacrifice, then Eli, who would bless Elkanah and his wife and say, May the Lord repay you with children by this woman, for the gift that she made to the Lord. And then they would return to their home. Now the boy Samuel continued to grow both in stature and in favor with the Lord and with the people. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise God in the heights. Praise the Lord, sun and moon. Sing praise, all you shining stars. Praise the Lord, sun and moon, and your waters Let them praise the name of the Lord, who commanded, and they were created. Praise the Lord from the earth, you sea monsters and all deeps. Mountains and hills, fruit trees and all cedars. Sovereigns of the earth and all peoples, princes and all rulers of the world. Let them praise the name of the Lord, whose name only is exalted, whose splendor is over earth and heaven. The second reading is from Colossians, the third chapter. Is God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, Clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bear with one another, and if anyone has complaint against another, 
Forgive each other. Just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Teach and admonish one another in all wisdom, and with gratitude in your hearts sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Word of God, word of life. Holy Gospel according to Luke, the second chapter. Now every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up as usual for the festival. When the festival was ended and they started to return, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. But his parents did not know it. Assuming that he was with the group of travelers, they went a day's journey. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem to search for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished, and his mother said to him, Child, why have you treated us like this? Look, your father and I have been searching for you in great anxiety. He said to them, Why were you searching for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he said to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. His mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in years and in divine and human favor. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. And grace and peace to you, friends, and glory be to our newborn King. You know, here we are a day after Christmas, and Jesus is already 12 years old. (laughs) I'm told they grow up fast, but this seems extreme. Our gospel reading from Luke invites us to reflect on the childhood of Jesus, the humanity of Jesus, really. The story goes that when Jesus was 12 years old, his parents went to Jerusalem for the Passover festival. And as we heard, on their way back to Nazareth, they made it a day's journey back before they realized that Jesus wasn't with them. And it takes, I don't know if you caught this detail, but it jumped out to me, it takes them three days to find him. 
And I can't help but think of the three days later in the story, the three days that Jesus will spend in the tomb. After three days, Mary and Joseph find the boy in the temple where he is engaging with the teachers. And as you can tell, Mary begins to uh, read him the riot act, but Jesus responds, Why were you searching for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? He goes back with them to Nazareth, and Mary treasures all of this in her heart, just like she did on the Christmas, in the Christmas story. And I can't help but notice the humanity. I think that's part of what this story does for us. It underlines Jesus' humanness. It's so easy to imagine a moody preteen worrying his parents. And that's why I think this story is so appropriate for us in the Christmas season, as we try to wrap our heads around the humanity of Christ. Now, this is a remarkable story that is worth pondering, worth treasuring, and I hope you will do that this day. But I'd really like to direct our attention to some of our other readings, because what I'd really like to talk about this morning is clothing. (laughs) Because there's this common theme in our readings about clothing, and it seems to connect with the season that we're in. Did anyone else get new socks this year? (laughs) I got a new stocking cap, a comfy shirt, and pajama pants, too. Uh, some of my fam- members of my family got matching pajamas uh, for mom and dad and for their three boys. Yesterday, if you were here for Christmas Day service, you might have seen our friend Kristen Rice wearing her Christmas sweater with an image of Jesus and a birthday hat, and underneath it said, Birthday Boy. <laughs> the clothes we wear can express a lot about who we are and what we find important. It can tell us what kind of occasion we're at. We dress differently depending on the occasion. The clothes we wear can give us a sense of confidence and self-expression and give shape to our identities. Now, I've only been a parent for 14 months, but something I've noticed, and I'm sure others have noticed this too, is that uh, babies grow fast. And it's felt like we're constantly pulling out the next size up. When our baby was born a year ago October, My mom got her these Christmas footy pajamas with little reindeer on the feet, and she got it in size zero to three months, thinking surely that was big enough for the time of Christmas. But by the time early December came around, we realized we needed to go the next size up, so we went searching for the same outfit, one size bigger. And this year, it just so happened that her older cousin had the same sleeper uh, with reindeer on the feet, and so she got to wear it again three sizes bigger, Uh, as a (laughs) hand-me-down. I imagine, Lindsay and Joey, you have experienced some of this with Addison, too. In our reading from 1 Samuel, Samuel's mom comes, each year we're told, with a new little robe for her son. And I imagine that each year she comes, she has to make that robe a little bit bigger. You see, Samuel's mother, Hannah, had longed for a baby for a long time. And she promised to God in prayer that if she was given a child, she would dedicate him to the Lord's service. So we meet the boy Samuel, who has been left to serve alongside the priest Eli. Each year, Hannah would come with her husband to offer the yearly sacrifice, and that's when she would drop off her yearly present, a little robe for him to wear. The connection between our first reading and our gospel story seems to be that both the boy Samuel and the boy Jesus grow in stature. 
Our first reading says, Now the boy Samuel continued to grow both in stature and in favor with the Lord and with people. And likewise, in parallel in our gospel reading, and Jesus increased in wisdom and in years and in divine and human favor. In other words, these boys would both grow up, and both are found in the Lord's house. Our second reading, Colossians, talks even more about clothing. As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, meekness, and patience, and above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Christmas is a season for dressing up, whether it's a pair of comfy pajamas, a festive sweater, or a favorite shirt, the color of the season. We express the joy of the season in so many ways, and one of the ways we do it is through our clothing. Our clothing can be a source of joy and goodness, and we celebrate that. Perhaps there can be an underside if we focus too much on dressing. I thought about uh, an article I read recently about uh, fast fashion. I'd never heard about this before. But it's a critique from the sustainability uh, community about how the clothing industry seems to be making more and more clothing every year, and we seem to go through it more and more. There was this article in The Good Trade that says, fast fashion is a design, manufacturing, and marketing method focused on rapidly producing high volumes of clothing. Garment production utilizes trend replication and low-quality materials like synthetic fabrics in order to bring inexpensive styles to the public. These cheaply made, trendly pieces have resulted in an industry-wide movement towards overwhelming amounts of consumption. It used to be that the fashion industry ran on a four-season schedule. There was spring, summer, fall, and winter seasons. They would design and produce new clothing for sale on that schedule. But nowadays, everything has sped up. Fast fashion, fast, fresh, it's hard to say, fast fashion brands produce about 52 micro-seasons a year, or a new collection a week. This isn't necessarily bad in itself, but has led to more and more overproduction in textile companies. We're buying more clothes and going through them faster. According to Fast Company, apparel companies make 53 million tons of clothes each year. And if the industry keeps growing at the pace it's been growing, that 53 million tons will grow to 160 million tons by 2050. As consumers buy more clothes more frequently, more and more ends up in the landfill. The volume of clothing Americans throw away each year has doubled in the last 20 years, from 7 million to 14 million tons on average. And in 2018, 17 million tons of textile waste ended up in landfills, according to the Environmental Protection Agency. And these textiles can take up to 200 years to decompose. So from that view, this fast fashion has a, has a cost. There's a cost to the waste. Now, the opposite of fast fashion could be slow, sustainable uh, garments. What I, what I want to talk about and what I think is important for us today on this Christmas Sunday is the clothing that Christ gives us because it is so different. Today we will baptize Addison Bear. 
We will place a white garment over her head. We will say, you have been clothed with Christ. All who are baptized into Christ have put on Christ. This is a reference to Galatians 3, which says, For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. All of us who are baptized are clothed with Christ. And so we recall that when we baptize someone at the font. We also recall it at funeral when we pla- funerals when we place a pall over the casket and say, You have been clothed with Christ, reminding them that they will rise with him as well. It's part of the reason why we wear albs and uh, and robes in our in our services too. It recalls our baptismal garment. This isn't fast fashion. This is what we might call eternal fashion. This is an outfit that is made for an eternity. It will never decompose or deteriorate. It won't be wasted. It is an outfit that Addison and all of us will never outgrow. And in practice, since we are clothed with Christ, we put on the garments that Colossians describes to us. We put on compassion, kindness, meekness, and patience. We clothe ourselves with love because those are the qualities of Christ that are draped over us. As we celebrate the birth of the Christ child, we remember that we have been clothed in his glory. We have been clothed in his forgiveness in his right relationship with God. We are God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, as Colossians says. And so as we celebrate this season, may our eternal clothing match the joy of the birth of the Christ child. May we put on those Christ-like qualities so that when we are seen celebrating, people might see the love of Christ on display in our world. Amen.
invite our baptismal party to come gather around the font. And the congregation can either stand so you can see, or if it's more comfortable for you to sit, you can sit as well, but uh, it's easier to see if you're standing. All right, well, welcome. Hi, Addison. And <laughs> God, who is rich in mercy, gives us a new birth into a living hope through the sacrament of baptism. By water and the word, God delivers us from sin and death and raises us to new life in Jesus Christ. We are united with all the baptized in the one body of Christ, anointed with the gift of the Holy Spirit, and joined in God's mission for the life of the world. Thank you. First of all, to Addison's parents. Called by the Holy Spirit, trusting in the grace and love of God, do you desire to have Addison baptized into Christ? If so, say, we do. And as you bring Addison to receive the gift of baptism, you are entrusted with responsibilities to live with her among God's faithful people, to bring her to the word of God and the Holy Supper, to teach her the Lord's Prayer, the Creed, and the Ten Commandments, to place in her hands the Holy Scriptures, and nurture her in faith and prayer, so that she may learn to trust God, proclaim Christ through word and deed, care for others and the world God made, and work for justice and peace. Do you promise to help Addison grow in the Christian faith and life? If so, say, we do. And now to the sponsors again. Do you promise to nurture Addison in the Christian faith as you are empowered by God's Spirit and to help her live in the covenant of baptism and in communion with the church? If so, say, we do. We've heard these parents and these sponsors make a promise to Addison, and now we, as the church, representative of the whole church of, on earth, but also of this local congregation, make a promise to support her as well. People of God, do you promise to support and pray for Addison and her new life in Christ, if so, respond together with we do. We do. we do. we do. I ask you, all of you, to profess your faith in Christ Jesus, reject sin, and confess the faith of the church. Do you renounce the powers of this world that rebel against God and all the ways of sin that draw you away from God? If so, say, I renounce them. I, I renounce them. them. Do you believe in God the Father? I believe in God the Father Almighty creator of heaven and earth. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God? I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. Do you believe in God, the Holy Spirit? I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. We give you thanks, O God, for in the beginning your spirit moved over the waters, 
and by your word you created the world, calling forth life in which you took delight. Through the waters of the flood you delivered Noah and his family, and through the sea you led your people Israel from slavery into freedom. At the river your son was baptized by John and anointed with the Holy Spirit. By the baptism of Jesus' death and resurrection, you set us free from the power of sin and death and raise us up to live in you. Pour out your Holy Spirit, the power of your living word, that those who are washed in the waters of baptism may be given new life. To you be given honor and praise through Jesus Christ our Lord in the unity of the Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. I invite you to bring her to the font. You can bring our head close to the water. Addison, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Yeah. There you go. This is for you. And then we'll move to the front of the sanctuary. You can follow me. First, I'm going to place a hand on her head. Let us pray. We give you thanks, O God, that through water and the Holy Spirit, you give your daughters and sons new birth. Cleanse them from sin and raise them to eternal life. Sustain Addison with the gift of the Holy Spirit, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, the spirit of joy in your presence, both now and forever. Amen. Next, I'm going to trace the sign of the cross on her forehead. <laughs> Addison, child of God, you have been sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked with the cross of Christ forever. That sign of the cross is something you can help her remember by tracing the sign of the cross on her forehead, reminding her how much God loves her. And then we'll put this on. You have been clothed with Christ. All who have been baptized have put on Christ. All right. I'm going to give this to the sponsors. Oops. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will have the light of life. This baptismal candle is a, is a keepsake for your family, and it's a, a good thing to involve in, in rituals with Addison. You can light it every day on this year. You can light it at Christmas next year on her birthday. Light it on her confirmation. I always tell family, keep lighting this candle until Addison one day asks you, why are we lighting this candle? And then you can tell her about this day and how much God loves her and how she's been clothed with Christ.
Let us welcome the newly baptized with the words printed. We welcome you into the body of Christ and into the mission we share. Join us in giving thanks and praise to God and bearing God's creative and redeeming word to all the world. Let's welcome Addison with a round of applause. <laughs> you, you can extinguish the candle if you want. Do you think she'll come to me? Okay. Hi. You want to say hi? <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. I'd like to introduce you, your newest sister in Christ, Addison Bear. Oh, okay. <laughs> For the shot. And you may return to your seats. <laughs> Our service will continue with the prayers of the people. Joining our voices with the heavenly host and Christians throughout time and space, let us pray for the church, the world, and all in need. You come to us in gatherings of your church across the globe. Unite us with those who celebrate your birth even when they are weighed down by grief, loss, poverty, hunger, or injustice. Merciful God, receive our prayer. You come to us in diverse splendor of the universe. Grant us the humility to trust our place and in the network of creation that we live in service to you and the natural world. Merciful God, receive our prayer. You come to us through relationships of many kinds, families, friends, communities, and nations. Guide us in these relationships that we recognize the Christ child in one another and show your love so that those most vulnerable, merciful God, receive our prayer. You come to us through people whom the world forgets. Poor shepherds and an imprisoned Paul announced your good news. Send your spirit to all who are imprisoned, struggling with addiction, unwell, or in any need this day, especially Denia, Donna, Sabrina and Graham, Mark, Lynn, Harley, Kristen, and Bob. Merciful God, receive, receive our, our prayer. You come to us in acts of justice and forgiveness. Open our hearts to forgive one another without permitting injustice. Supply us with the wisdom to be clothed with love, binding all things together in perfect harmony. Merciful God, receive, receive our, our prayer. You come to us through those who have died, yet live with you forever. We give thanks for Stephen, deacon and martyr, who gave his life to tell the story of your love. We remember as well your servant Arlen first. God, receive our prayer. Finally, God, we pray today for Addison, 
You have called us to be a community to surround her with love and prayer and support. Strengthen us in our vocation to be a family of faith, to be an extended family for Addison and all those who are baptized here, adopted aunts and uncles, grandmas and grandpas, brothers and sisters, siblings. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Rejoicing in your word made flesh among us, we commend these prayers to you, confident of your grace and love made known to us in Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Please take a moment to share a sign of peace with those around you. Peace be with you. Peace be with you, Mike. We won't be passing an offering plate today, but there is an offering plate back by the baptismal font. If you brought an offering with you, uh, you may drop drop that there, either on your way up for communion or as you depart today. And we'll now hear our musical offering.
Let us pray. Gracious God, your word made flesh brings harmony to the earth. As we offer ourselves and these your gifts, prepare us to receive the grace and truth you offer at this table and renew in us the song of your salvation. In Jesus Christ, our Savior. Please rise in body or spirit. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, Almighty and merciful God, through our Savior, Jesus Christ. In the wonder and mystery of the Word made flesh, you have opened the eyes of faith to a new and radiant vision of your glory, that beholding the God made visible, we may be drawn to love the God whom we cannot see. And so with all the choirs of angels and the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy One, the beginning and the end, the giver of life. Blessed are you for the birth of creation. Blessed are you in the darkness and in the light. Blessed are you for your promise to your people. Blessed are you in the prophets' hopes and dreams. Blessed are you for Mary's openness to your will. Blessed are you for your son Jesus, the word made flesh. We remember on the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take it, eat, it's my body, given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people, for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Let us proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen, Christ will come again. With this bread and cup, we remember your word dwelling among us, full of grace and truth. We remember our new birth in his death and resurrection. We look with hope for his coming. Come, Lord Jesus. Holy God, we long for your spirit. Come among us, bless this meal. May your word take flesh in us. Awaken your people. Fill us with your light. Bring the gift of peace on earth. Come, Holy Spirit. All praise and glory are yours, Holy One of Israel, 
Word of God incarnate, power of the Most High, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated as we share some instructions for communion. We'll communion today. Uh, for communion today, you'll go to the side aisle and you'll come forward. Uh, ushers will dismiss you by. Uh, uh, you'll come to this. You'll starting at the front, moving back uh, in the pews. You'll come down the side aisles to the front where are these two side tables. And at these side tables, you will pick up an empty cup. You'll bring that empty cup to the railing where it'll be filled with wine and where you'll receive bread. If you need or desire grape juice or gluten-free, those are also at these two side tables. Just grab them and bring them with you. Uh, After you've communed at the railing, you'll return down the center aisle where you will place your empty cup in this bowl uh, by the center aisle. We want to be clear for all friends, guests, and visitors that everyone is welcome to commune with us today. This is the Lord's table, not Trinity Lutheran's table. And the invitation comes to you from Christ. Receive this invitation to communion. In Christ's manger, at Christ's table, come see what God makes known for you.
Please stand as you are able. Now may the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in God's grace. Amen. Let us pray. We thank you, wondrous God, for Jesus, God with us, in these gifts of bread and wine. As we have shared this feast of love, strengthen us to share your love with all the world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The God of hope, fill us with all joy and peace in believing, so that we may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit, through Christ Jesus, the Word made flesh. Amen. Go in peace. Rejoice in Christ our Savior.